Welcome to the Maria Heller Show, on the net since 2000 and still going strong. If you feel like you're not getting the real news, if you feel like you're not connected spiritually, you have found your home. Maria covers a wide range of topics as only a snarky New Yorker can. Straight up, no chaser. No censorship, no corporate sponsors, thus true freedom of speech. Your subscription gives you unlimited access as a member of the smartest audience on earth. Relax and enjoy the education. Now here's Maria. Good morning world. Maria here alive and kicking. Welcome to Hell and High Water as we wade through the uh, the muck that is the world we live in. With myself, Chuck Ocelli. If you're not familiar with Chuck's work, get over to Ocelli.com. I have a live link right here. Good morning, Chuck. Oh, good morning, Mom. It is, uh, it, it, it is, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's <laughs> 2020, it is bizarre all the time. Uh, the Dow Jones is up. Trump might be starting to uh, give way a little bit, or at least some of his people are, on whether he lost or not. Uh, is the election rigged? Sure it is. I was glad to have Greg Palestine. Thanks to you uh, for helping me get that hooked up again. Uh, you know, so we could talk about the rigging in the election, not Donald Trump's rigging, but the actual rigging in the election system. <laughs> Something else. Interesting times. And I don't know, 2020 started what, 10 years ago? I mean, really? It feels like 20 years ago. But hey, you know, at the beginning of the year, we said 2020 is called perfect sight. So, you know, a lot of things have been exposed this year that wouldn't have been exposed before. Well, yeah, we both agreed on the on the concept that 2020 will bring clarity. Well, <laughs> and I got to say that if you have a mind for discernment, I think a lot of things have been laid bare, laid clear this year. Uh, in, in the confusion, in the melee, in the strangeness of, uh, you know, the coronavirus news network and all of that. And, and just, uh, I mean, it's a lot, but maybe it's not so much, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's clear to me that uh, people like you and me can't stop doing what we're doing. That's for sure. <laughs> no, that's for sure. Well, you know, this morning I see the Dow is up to 30,000 for the first time ever. Because uh, Wall Street is celebrating, supposedly, the news about the vaccines, and more so, Janet Yellen uh, being picked for Treasury Secretary. What do you think of that? I got a lot of thoughts there. Uh, I'm not celebrating, okay? Uh, Janet Yellen, here we go with the old establishment kind of coming back around. So it's not just your regular grifters, it's the grifters from before. So you might find a bit of comfort here with the Janet Yellen uh, uh, coming in, but take a look at her track record as what? The head of the Federal Reserve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what are we doing? Okay, are they celebrating the vaccines? Uh, let's, let's put a pin in that because you and I got to have a talk about this quote, vaccine, end quote, or three of them now. We got to have a talk about that, and I think we'll save it for the second half, because, uh, you know, there might be some strength in the uh, in the Wall Street grifters over there who are playing in the rigged, loaded casino of the rich. Uh, quite frankly, they're probably happy that some stability may be just ahead, because the GSA did approve uh, Biden's transition. And, you know, the powers that maybe should not be are going to be a little more steady than they have been, at least, uh, publicly. <laughs> so I think that's part of it as well. What do you think? I just, I'm watching the same old names come around. 
and uh, trying to search my memory bank on what I know about them. But on the other hand, I said, at least he's picking people that know the jobs and are qualified. So I'm kind of in the middle of that because when we look at the team of unqualified, unfit grifters putting unfit, unqualified judges all over the country, uh, it's almost a relief. I hate to say it's almost a relief to get back to what we had. And I think that's, that's what they wanted. Well, you know, at least the criminals in your neighborhood are the people you know. Right. Uh, so I, it's kind of like that comfort with your old discomfort. Um, I just, I, I'm coming down on this the same way as you, where it's like, it, it, this is not celebration time. Okay, we, we, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, if we're going to get people aware that, guess what, the system still wins, no matter what you think you won or lost. Uh, we, we, we have to get through that still, and it's going to be calmer, it's going to be less contentious, but pause, right? Because there's still this huge contingent of people in this country that somehow think, you know, their orange uh, cow god there that they're worshiping uh, is, is the man. Uh, and, and it's no clearer than in a place like Georgia where let's bring it up because we got to. Uh, you have this runoff election, which is going to happen uh, at the beginning of December here. Right. And they're already pounding. I think uh, somebody said it's it's already up to $260 million that they've dumped into advertising down here. I, I got to tell you, that's probably pennies compared to what's being spent. You cannot escape the commercials, uh, whether it's radio or television, or if you're an online person like me who goes to YouTube, doesn't matter. You're getting to hear about Georgia and the runoffs, <laughs> um, you know, and, and it is kind of critical because there could be a serious shift if we have some blue people coming in there. Now, I do not hold my breath over this, Maria, because although people think that Georgia flipped blue, it did not. It is a purple state now, mm-hmm. but it is not a blue state. And um, the, the, the red state loud voices here might be losing to the actual silent majority in certain places. And I know I just used a whole bunch of words that don't sound like they go together, but I assure you they do. What are your thoughts on it? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I mean, if they don't, whether they vote them in or, or steal them in, doesn't really matter. We're all going to be stuck with Mitch McConnell if they don't. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that Mitch McConnell actually got reelected. Uh, so, you know, you look at the elections and some people saying, oh, it was a stolen election, this and that. And I said, yeah, but maybe it's the first time the Democrats chose to steal an election. Well, they didn't do a good job because, quite frankly, they lost seats in the House. Uh, and, and should have done better in the Senate than they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsey Graham is another guy returning, for God's sake, why? Right. Um, you know, well, yeah. I don't know. Well, I hold you know. my head. I mean, Chuck Grassley, what is he, 105 now? <laughs> I think he's 80, I mean, 83. Oh, okay, but he looks like he's 105, okay? Right. <laughs> well, they, they all do. I guess it's all the guilt of all the lobbyist money and all the payoffs that they get. And while Americans are sucking wind... Uh, you know, they can't understand why poverty's gone up when they cut that extra unemployment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go, you know, I forget how many millions of Americans right after Merry, Merry Christmas are going to lose their unemployment, period, and mm-hmm. start being put out on the street. You know, evictions have already begun. 
Oh, yeah, everybody that talks about, well, there was some prohibition. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. Listen, business is still going on, and some landlords didn't pull the trigger immediately when they could have uh, for a couple of different reasons. First of all, the courts were either shut down or clogged. And second, I mean, really, this is the order of it. Second, they didn't know what to do because it's not like there were lots of brand new tenants everywhere. They would have emptied out places to leave them empty. So, you know, practicality took over here in a lot of parts of this country. Now, the cities have been especially strange, but it's not just the cities where people are losing, right? They're, they're, uh, they're, they're, well, they're homes. Uh, It's everywhere. So now this is going to come to fruition. There is no money. The jobs have been cut down seriously, uh, but also uh, new shutdowns, new problems, new restrictions. Who knows what comes next? I got to tell you, it's a precarious time to not be somebody with money in the bank to back you up. Exactly. I mean, I know if you watch, you know, I check in on YouTube every night. And I'm looking at these massive mile-long lines for food, for food assistance at food banks. Uh, And food banks, you know, crying that they're actually running out of food. And all I can think of is Trump's donations to the farmers, bailing out the farmers, giving them probably more money than they normally would have made. That's our tax money. Why aren't we getting the produce for free to give to these starving Americans? We already paid for it. Uh, and to see this, you know, the massive lines, especially in Texas, uh, the amount of COVID in Texas, prisoners carrying the dead bodies to the morgue in Texas for $2 an hour, and Texas mm-hmm. voted for Trump. I mean, I don't even get it. Well, look at how close it was in Georgia. And I assure you, uh, all around every block where there is a food pantry or, uh, uh, you know, one of these places where you could get some help. Uh, they are overrun in Georgia. Uh, And and this is, you know, one of those states. And and despite the fact that I really thought, I mean, obviously it was overloaded. (laughs) I think Stacey Abrams did too good a job registering people because the normal GOP steal tactics here that occur that are just a given in Georgia um, didn't didn't succeed on the presidential level. So, (laughs) you know... It, it's kind of funny, it, you know, it, they can put up a dam, they can put up a jetty, but, you know, when a tsunami comes, they can't stop it. This this is an interesting point, because for years I thought that even if you overflooded, uh, you, you still don't win, because they manipulate. And I'm not saying they don't, but at a certain point, it, it's too hard to steal. Like, my contention was the reason why we got Trump in the first place in 2016 is because nobody with a straight face could convince the American public that the majority actually voted for Hillary because she was such an awful, awful candidate. Mm -hmm. And nobody, I mean, let's be honest again, it's not just the anti-woman thing that they claimed. She's not a likable human being. No, she's not. And I remember, I don't remember, I remember saying on the show, why doesn't she come out with our grandbaby? Make herself look like a human being, you know, play the Mm -hmm. grandma angle. Uh, But she didn't. And, you know, Hillary was, you know, long time hated for a long time. Interesting, though, I will say this. When uh, Clinton, when her husband was busted for his uh, whoring around on her, everybody said she should leave him. But nobody says that about Melania. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, well, why bother? Listen, see, this is this is the part of the calculus that kills me about this entire time period 
is that it has been made extremely apparent. You want to talk about clarity? All these people that talk to you about virtue and honesty and how it is they want to go back to family values. Remember all that? Yeah. It's kind of funny because if their guy is a lich, if their guy is a thief, if their guy is a criminal, well, it's okay. You know, it's funny to me. Like, how dare the Hunter Biden, can you see the corruption among the children? What? Right. Look at Trump's kids. Look at, look at Ivanka getting investigated by New York for her uh, consultant fees. Uh, and she, of course, is just like her father saying, you know, it's all political. Uh, the, consultant fees, let's not forget the entire Trump family is no longer allowed to participate in charity organizations. Why? Because right. they were duping people under the guise of we're raising money for kids with cancer. I mean, one of the lowest things I can think of to try and grift off of. Well, he, uh, he you know, no problem. Let's funnel money into dad's pocket and let's, you know, act as though we're running a charity. And, and they have been, you know, told, look, you, you guys got to go to some classes to learn how to do this. Plus, we don't want any of you near a charity again. Exactly, um, exactly. But, you, you know, you want to talk about grifters. I mean, you don't have to look too far. And nepotism, let's not leave that out. Uh, and now, you know, it's almost like the gods have decided, well, we're going to give Don Jr. and Rudy Giuliani's son the COVID. Uh, so it's interesting. But you know what's trending today uh, in social media? Oh, is, Mil <laughs> is Melania getting ready to decorate the Christmas tree? You know, they showed her meeting the Christmas tree outside the White House. But... <laughs> But what's what's really what's really trending is the tape of her cursing out Christmas, uh, and you know, do I have to do another F in Christmas? And who cares? I don't care about F in Christmas. What do I care? <laughs> right. Sorry. So it's like maybe she'll do all the trees in black this year instead of red. Like you know, it was like a whorehouse on a Friday night. Uh, oh. But you know, you got to think about. How do they feel, okay? I try to get inside their heads. Of course, this is assuming they know how to feel. Uh, but how does she feel knowing that everybody knows what she is? Everybody knows she's full of crap. They see the inauguration stand being built every day. And this, these are people, especially Trump, who doesn't like to lose. Winning is everything to him. Right. Uh, why are they even bothering? They got one month left. Why not just get the hell out? Why not just go to Mar-a-Lago and stay there? See, I, I don't know. I was looking at uh, they're, they're going to pardon a turkey this year. I think the turkey's names are corn and cob that they're voting on, which turkey gets the pardon. Uh, you know, all that silliness that comes along with that office right. is, it, it, you know, and, and it's kind of fun. I love the fact, though, that somebody pulled out from a couple of years ago the uh, the whole thing about carrots. Did you see this? No, I didn't. Okay, so there was one. You know how they have the two turkeys, and which one of them should we pardon at the White House, right? All right. And some benevolent presidents will turn around and party, pardon two turkeys, won't they? Um, but anyway, Trump is making jokes about how carrots, I kid you not, carrots, so think about it. It's an orange vegetable. All right. <laughs> Carrots, the turkey, is complaining about a recount a couple of years ago uh, when he was pardoning the turkeys. But we told Carrots, listen, you got accepted. You lost. The results are still the same after the recount. He's right. joking about Carrots, the turkey. Uh, I'm thinking to myself, uh, wow, maybe, just maybe. I mean, I know you're an idiot, but perhaps huh. you do have some fortune teller in you there. Because... <laughs> <laughs> It's a turkey. <laughs> it's definitely 
protested during the selection of 2020, and uh, I love it. Yeah, but you I know the truth. Of, that tape. It's but funny you, as hell. But you know the truth of the matter is he is going to pardon a lot of turkeys before it gets out. All of his oh, yeah. all of his henchmen that are you know that are either in jail or up on charges. I don't doubt that he'll pardon most of them. Well, whoever's left, because it, it, and you stole my punchline. I was going to say he's going to pardon plenty more turkeys before he's done, yeah, including he, himself. He's going to try. Exactly, <laughs> oh. the biggest turkey of them all. But you know, when you talk about them being grifters, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. here's Trump now sending out letters uh, for people to donate uh, to supposedly, you know, for the recount on the election. But it's a grift because unless you donate over eight thousand dollars, none of it goes for that. It's going to pay off his campaign debt. How stupid are, are people? That, how stupid are people that keep sending this guy money? Well, it's hilarious again because, I mean, look, no surprise to you or me that uh, uh, Trump has a business venture, whether it's a presidential campaign or three casinos, uh, he's going to run them into the ground. You know, so this is not a shock that his campaign's in debt. But what's funny is, yeah, how is it that people are willing to give up good, hard-earned money? I'm always amazed by these people who are clearly mm -hmm. con artists. Right. Uh, you know, and not just Trump, by the way, but, I mean, TV preachers, for God's sake, a lot of them have been busted, you know, with hookers and everything else, and still, send to me, we'll pray with you. Right. Uh, send me money. Uh, you know, these, uh, let's, let's, let's get into a dirty word for a minute. How about Alex Jones and his organization? He still takes donations from people. Um, like, really, you know, you're running something that is at a minimum $10 million operation, but you're taking donations from people that, for one reason or another, believe in your cause. Uh -huh. uh, you know, $10, $20 at a time from people who don't have it to give. Uh -huh. I, I, I look at it and, and I go, are you kidding me? Uh -huh. Like, how is it that people do this? I, I mean, Well, it's because, listen, they want a charismatic leader. You know, there's only two types of people in this world, leaders and followers. And, and, you know, uh, they just will follow, you know, any Pied Piper that leaves them of having to have any responsibility. You know, and people that are taught and told what they believe. Uh, so it's pretty sad. And, you know, and these people rise to the top. You know, he was, you know, you talk about Alex Jones. How about QAnon and Alex Jones at that uh, million man, uh, what was it, million MAGA oh, march? Million MAGA march. Right, where there were, I think they estimated the crowd at 10,600. Uh, so, oh, okay. you know, so that's how their math works. I guess that's why they think they won the election. Uh, but when you look at it, you know, it, there are times I actually feel bad for them. But I have to say this. I've never in all my life seen a president during office, before, during, and probably after, merchandise so much crap and sell it, you know, he'll sell it from Trump Tower, he'll sell it from the White House uh, website, you know, hats, uh, this and that, coins, you know, uh, I've never seen anything like it. And what's the matter? I thought he was a billionaire. Well, one of my favorites was the Sharpie. Uh, uh, he actually <laughs> sold those Sharpies, remember, up to Sharpie Gate? Where... <laughs> right. <laughs> Trump's signature Sharpies. They sold those for real. I for know. Real. And then they get upset when they're called grifters or snake oil salesmen. Well, so let's... you know, it, it, snake oil at least had some useful things in it. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it had some alcohol, I'm sure. But what, what do you think about Ben Carson, 
who, uh, you know, I don't really see much coverage about him. And, but him having had the uh, COVID, uh, said it was the worst experience of his life. Of course, he rebounded from it because he was able to benefit. He said if it wasn't for Trump, he would have been dead. Uh, he was able to benefit by the experimental drugs that they gave to Trump at a cost, they said, of anywhere from one hundred to six hundred and fifty thousand mm. uh, dollars. I mean, the average American. What are they going to tell you? They'll give you, a, you know, they'll, they'll give you an aspirin, tell you to go home and die. Uh, well, you know, you know, when I was sick for three weeks, right? Right. And, I mean, like really, really sick for actually. Uh, deeply sick for three, but really sick for eight weeks. You know this. Right. Uh, Did I tell you about what happened when I went finally to the emergency room because I I was done? I couldn't breathe. I couldn't handle the up and down fevers anymore. Right. Uh, You know what I got? What? A Z-Pack. Huh. Um, You know, and and this, they give you for everything. The Z-Pack. I don't know if people are familiar with this, but... You know, if you're if you're poor and you go to an emergency room and you seem to have some kind of infection, you're probably getting a Z-Pack. Right, right, um, which is very ineffective, by the way. It's supposed to be some mix of antibiotics. Wouldn't they be better off just giving you a plain antibiotic? Yeah, right, but they wouldn't write a prescription for anything else. I mean, you know, I didn't get the steroid cocktail. I didn't get the, you know, Regeneron or whatever. They, no, here's a Z-Pack. Go home. All right. Well, that's okay. obviously what they've done with, you know, what is it? We're close to, what, 260,000 dead Americans? You know, you'd imagine, that, and people are going to believe that these vaccines, which I know you don't want to talk about till the second half of the show, but <laughs> that these vaccines are going to be given out for free? <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I don't know about free, but, you know, uh, look, I, I appreciate free stuff, that's for sure, but I got to tell you, I'm a little bit suspicious when somebody offers me something for free. Well, like, let's go back to probably not your day, but my day when I was in elementary school. They used to give you a break probably around 11 o'clock in the morning, and they would give you free milk. Okay, you, if you wanted cookies, you had to buy the cookies. They were either a penny or two pennies each, depending on you know how exquisite your cookie taste was. Right. Uh, but they would give you a little free, like a pint of milk in, a, in one of those little waxy containers. Right. Uh, and, oh, everybody thought that was great because they still deluded us with the fact that, you know, milk is good for you. But see, they gave that to you for free to hook you on dairy, which was, is, of course, not healthy for any human being. Uh, cow's milk is for their calves. And uh, look at all the damage that it caused, although right now milk is out of style because people finally are buying, you know, other forms of milk, almond milk, coconut milk, uh, you know, there's so many, rice milk. Uh, But that's how, that's how the food pyramid, the deadly American food pyramid was in those days, you know. Well, here it is for free. What do you think you're going to ask your mother for when you go home and you have lunch or dinner? Mm-hmm. So now what they're coming out with, oh, yeah, we're going to give you these vaccines for free. First of all, my compliments to every black American who says they're not taking the shot. And finally, because they've said they're not taking the shot, people are learning about the experiments on black Americans. Not just black Americans, but let's not leave out Bill Gates's <laughs> deadly shots in Africa that have killed so many people that now they don't trust anything coming out of the U.S., 
Well, killed them, sterilized them. Uh, a lot of people in Africa have been damaged or or, or murdered, let's be honest, by vaccinations. Right. Brought to you by, of course, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, in a lot of cases. Uh, you know, this guy who's suddenly talking about all the numbers with COVID and how we're going to get these vaccinations out. Let's rewind. Uh, there, there's a lot to talk about regarding this, uh, quote, vaccination, end quote. And I definitely want to cover it in the next uh, half. But, man, oh, man, it is good to see that some people are questioning a few things. Right. Well, look, people, know. like we started saying, you know, clarity. People are questioning the vaccines, finally. Uh, people are questioning how our government works. Okay, because obviously a lot of people never knew until they saw how Trump is desperately trying to hold on to power and refuse to even start the transition. So now people know that there's actually an office called the GSA. Uh, People are learning this year more than ever. And I said this to Greg when he was on my show. If it wasn't for his hard work of 20 years, people would still not know about how voters are disenfranchised in this country, how elections are thrown. You know, you feel sometimes like you've been working, 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 and you're getting nowhere. But I think that everything that was exposed this year, mm-hmm. uh, Greg Palace needs to take a bow for that. And there are a lot of other great people that also have covered the same thing, like Bob Fitrakis. You know, there has been so many people that I used to have on my show. I barely remember their names anymore. Harv Wasserman. Uh, Stephen Singular, I bet you had on, because he did a couple of pieces uh, of value regarding the 2000 election. Stephen Singular, right? I forget his last name, but the one with the book Code Red, which is still in my archives. Right. Uh, You know, everybody worked hard. So people now, you know, they say we don't want people to distrust our electoral process. No, people finally woke up to the bullshit that is our electoral process especially the Electoral College, which every four years, everybody says, let's get rid of it, let's get rid of it, but it never gets rid of. Mm. Well, we even got to learn about the vulnerability of the Electoral College, actually, where, well, it's supposed to generally represent the people that, uh, you know, voted. Uh, We got to find out that some people could have turned around and hijacked that, uh, but they usually don't just because it's, like, normal not to. Mm. You know, A very strange situation. I'm not even a big believer in voting, Maria, to be honest with you. Right. And why? Because, of course, in my lifetime, doesn't look like the will of the people is ever represented until way down the road, until way after the people that take power for no good reason uh, are gone. Then you get a little bit of progress. You know, it's it's like it's never, ever on time. I think uh, one of the best things, I think it was David Icke said it best. He says it never matters. And maybe it was Greg, who knows? But I think David also has mentioned it. It doesn't matter who gets in. We already know who's going to be the loser. It's the people. Mm-hmm. Now, you're looking at the Democratic Party that's ready to blow itself up. I want to see how many of those progressives are going to get uh, uh, positions of power. You know, already you got the Republicans pissed off. They don't want Bernie in it. They don't want Elizabeth Warren. I thought Elizabeth Warren should have been picked for Treasury Secretary. Uh, And and I don't understand that, you know, it's another thing where, you know, he's the president, should be able to pick whoever the hell he wants, but he has to have Senate's approval. Well, isn't that the thing, right? You know, there's supposed to be these checks and balances, but realistically... Uh, we never get any of the checks, and we're always off balance. So yes. I, I got to tell you, again, the people, 
not properly represented here ever. Right. So, you know, it, it's like you get the compromise of the compromise of the third compromise. Well, you could go all the way back, you know. I think about, you know, when I saw, oh, they got to get the Senate's per permission or approval to put, say, John Kerry, whoever the hell he wants in there. But you can go all the way back to Jimmy Carter. Now, Jimmy Carter, A, was a good man, still is, divested from his businesses, which Trump never did, right. uh, and thought that he could actually affect change, okay? Maybe he was too simple-minded, a peanut farmer from Georgia, okay? But when the reality came as he was elected, he had to realize that it was the Council on Foreign Relations that was going to pick his cabinet. He had nothing to say about it. So the guy was already taken out at the knees before he even got started. Uh, and yet he still did some interesting stuff, like putting in, you know, uh, Stansfield-Turner at the head of the CIA, which I know that that's a strange kind of thing to say, yeah, that's a good thing, but that disrupted the Central Intelligence Agency at the top. Uh, and, and they gave him no cooperation, and everything was sabotaged, whether it was the, you know, the deal with Iran to try and deal with the, uh, you know, the hostage crisis, or it was his economic plans. I mean, they just absolutely kneecapped him, I mean, several times. Of course, those hostages would have been returned before the second election. But, you know, you had Bush and Reagan uh, make a deal to hold it off so that they could steal the election. Funny how that kind of thing happens a lot of times when, oh, I don't know, somebody like Richard Nixon pulled the same kind of crap in 1968, didn't he? Well, this is what I'm saying. You know, if elections have been stolen all along, which I have no doubt, you know, going back to the Collier brothers and their work on vote scam, mm -hmm. and let's say that the Democrats made their first attempt at stealing an election, I say good for them, okay? <laughs> Finally, all right? Because most of these elections... Or I've been stolen by the GOP, you know, since, uh, I'm sure, earlier. But I'll go back to Lyndon Johnson. You know, mm. Johnson paid people to go in and, and vote, to stuff the ballot boxes, to vote for the dead people that I guess Trump keeps talking about. Dead people voted. Uh, and let's not leave out Rudy Giuliani, you know, who said, uh, I don't remember which boxers. I think it was Joe Frazier's parents or something. They're still voting and they've been dead forever. Um we live in an insane, or as Craig's, Craig's book title, we live in an armed madhouse. Mm. No, it's fair enough, and, and that was funny. I thought it was Joe Frazier that voted, but he's also dead. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just... I mean, if you want to talk about the dead, Rudy looks like he came back from the dead. And I'm sure you saw his last crazy conference where he went all the way to blaming everything and everybody on the stolen election as his head started dripping off his shoulders. I can't yeah. believe the woman standing behind him who was smiling through his whole stupidity didn't bother to nudge him and say, your head's melting. Okay, maybe you should well, take he, that sweat rag and, you know, hit the sides of your face. Well, you know, he sprung a leak there. I don't know what's going on inside that oily skull, but uh, it's funny. Isn't that the same woman that kicked off the legal team now? Because I don't know why. <laughs> no, that was a different woman. I'm okay, talking. Sorry, I got that, was that was because <laughs> her conspiracies were supposedly too wild for Trump. But yet today, Trump is busy uh, retweeting conspiracies from Randy Quaid. Okay, who everybody knows lost his, you know, is missing a few screws and has for many years. 
Uh, and Trump's still saying that he's not going to concede. So it's like, well, he's going down fighting, but who's he fighting? He's like punching his way out of a paper bag. Well, you know, when, when Randy Quaid, Scott Baio, and James Woods are your uh, big Hollywood support, I, I, I would start to question what you're doing. Uh, I really would. Uh-huh. But Well, what about Ricky Schroeder and the My Pillow guy bailing out Kyle Rittenhouse of his $2 million bail? Oh, that's who paid for that. Yeah, okay. they were they were they were big in that. Ricky Schroeder, another has been, and my pillow guy who makes the worst pillow I've ever put my head on in my life. I don't I don't even think that Sleeping Beauty could have passed out on that pillow. Mm. No matter how many apples or whatever the story was, I think that's Snow White. Anyway, Chuck, let's take a short break. Hold on, we'll be right back. Hi, Maria here, and I have a message due to the pressure of the times we're living in. I'm calling on all students and millennials to get the education they need to fight the fascism taking over our world. I've made a special subscription offer for students and for seniors on a limited budget. For just $9.99 a month, you can subscribe and get that education. Over 500 hours of real education that's necessary to understand the world, the problems, and the solutions. Remember, knowledge is power. Together, you can change the world, but to do so, you must be informed of what's really going on and have real facts to support you in your endeavors. It's time for all the grandmothers to take a stand and teach the younger generation what their life could be and how to get there. Help me help you. One person cannot do it alone, and the guidance you seek is right here at www.maria.net, M-E-R-I-A.net. Your generation is the generation we've been waiting for, so let me help you. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Helen Highwater, and as you can see, we're all over the place with the news. Kyle Rittenhouse murdered two people in cold blood with an illegal arm that he shouldn't have had. The kid that uh, bought the arm for him is being held on a felony charge, facing 20 years. Kyle Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse, who the Republican Party wants him to run for Senate, gets bailed out by Trump's uh, failing uh, fan club. And I think about all the innocent black people in prison uh, who can't make bail who you might be in there for, you know, maybe a drug bust or something. Uh, and uh, ain't this America? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for the, the, the strangeness I see among, you know, regular people who think this kid was a hero right. to them. All right. I, I don't get it. You know, it, it's like, it, okay, if I change his skin color, I bet you you're not going to call him a hero. No, I of really course mean not. It. I, hey, I totally agree. But look, they even uh, made her mo- his mother a superstar at one of their GOP uh, events. I'm sure you, you saw the pictures of that. Oh, yes. And it's like, I, I, like those two crackpot lawyers uh, that pulled guns on protesters walking past their house. They also deified them. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, this is the issue. You know, what do we do with these crackpots once Trump is gone? And will Trump continue to rile up his base every day and have his bullshit to say about everything going on, whether it's Biden, whether it's Harris, whether it's anybody in the administration? Well, you know, since Rush Limbaugh has been sick with cancer far too long, I'm figuring he's got to replace him. 
in the media sphere as the Rush Limbaugh 2.0, except it'll be a great leader, you know. Right. So I'm thinking that's where he's going. But something that is a consensus problem among the alleged left and the alleged right, which, by the way, there's no left or right anymore, but there is a Trumpsonian sort of thing going on, and then the circular firing squad of the alleged progressives. Um, you know, how about we get to something that they have unity on that we need to get some unity on, which is the vaccination, in air quotes, because it's not actually a vaccine. Have you read up on this thing? Well, the more I'm reading on it, and I have a couple of stories for Thursday's show. First of all, and this was a question I asked. Somebody at my gym actually asked me, are you going to take the vaccine? I was like, hell no. I said, have they talked about, and now today I get an article to prove it. I guess my mind is always ahead of the rest. When you go for a flu shot, just a regular flu shot, they tell you to stay away from uh, pregnant women and elderly people for two days because they can catch it because that flu shot is live. Okay. And you will shed it. Right. So, yes. you know, talk about herd immunity. So mm -hmm. now... Are they saying the same thing about these vaccines, which I understand you need to have at least two, maybe three of them. Mm -hmm. They will give you flu-like symptoms. Uh, and I'm thinking about, okay, I just saw an article, 4,000 uh, mutations of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Well, it goes beyond that in my mind for the earliest stuff that I've been able to look at, and it doesn't matter if it's AstraZeneca or if it's uh, Pfizer or if it's, uh, you know, what, what was the other one, Moderna, right? Right. Um, all of them are based on a principle which is not typical vaccination. See, this is the scary thing. A couple of people said, well, they're only testing this for a couple of months, and then they're going to put it out. Maybe that's a question. And I say, well... Thank you, pro-vax person. You are now making the point I've been trying to make to you about every vaccination. Mm. But that's not my key issue here. My key issue is this is a nanoparticle. Right. And the nanoparticle is then injected with, ready, manipulated RNA. Right. So you have these protein compounds at a molecular level being introduced. This is experimental. Like, I'm not even kidding. This is purely experimental and not, you know, well, gee, we tested it for two months to see the long-term effects. Uh, two months, you do yeah. Math on that. It should be tested for five to ten years. So now you got to wonder, uh, as they're experimenting this, especially on young people, because that's who's filling the hospitals now, 20 to 40-year-olds, mm -hmm. uh, is it an experiment to see, you know, how are their children going to come out? Or will they even have children? Is this like a thalidomide experiment? You know, well, you got some religious people that are against it because they say it's got stem cells in it. Stem cells should be the least of the problem of what I'm reading, and I agree. I've read about the nanoparticles, the RNA, right. uh, and basically that will, that will alter your DNA. There's no right. way it won't. And then they say that it works on the principle of inflammation, actually giving your body inflammation to fight, supposedly, this virus. Which, no. by the way, just by the by, is the actual killer here. Inflammation is what's killing people. You know, in, in any of these studies where they're, they're talking about the progression of this disease, and, and by the way, I'm not even satisfied to call it a virus, but we can refer to it as such. The inflammation is what kills you. It is the inflammation of the lungs. You can't bring in air anymore. Soft tissue is inflamed. 
Now, whatever the hell was wrong with me, because by the way, I didn't even get a COVID test hmm. when I went to the hospital, but whatever the hell was wrong with me caused swelling in every piece of soft tissue in my body, mm-hmm. including my eyes. Okay, right. I'm just saying that there is a, a neurological uh, effect of, uh, from this, which other people are reporting about. I mean, I'm just talking about the disease in quotes. Right. There's a neurological effect here where people are, are discussing brain damage type symptoms right. afterwards. COVID and fog. it is real. Right. So what you're telling me is you're going <laughs> to give me the thing that actually kills people. And, oh, we're going to trust you to control it with this nanotech particle and manipulated DNA and RNA. And by the by, we have not even seen the full, like, full-spectrum studies on these things. No, we haven't. And to me, well, let's go back in time. Let's go back to the 1950s when uh, Tulane University put out the first polio shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, they did not test it. Uh, they knew that they had cut the uh, shot with cancer-causing agents. They knew that in 20 years, you know, we would have an epidemic of cancer, but they deluded themselves into thinking they had, we would have a cure for cancer. They released that polio shot, and uh, a lot of people got sick and died. Uh, thank God my father said no to it. Uh, and then, of course, they redid the polio shot, uh, you know, made it a tablet, this and that, and made it better than it was, but that was years later. Uh, and I think about the book, Dr. Mary's Monkey, and the interviews I've done on that, about exactly that, the polio shot. Uh, which, interesting enough, Mary, I forget her last name, was also involved in the Kennedy assassination uh, as an aside. Uh, well, you're talking about Dr. Mary Sherman Mary and, Sherman. Uh, and Haslam's work. Right. Uh, which, which I actually recommend the original book as opposed to the second version myself, but issue for another day. Well, I only uh, had the original book. Yeah, so it, it, the original book is good. Uh, the second one, not I, I the re-release under a different name. Um, it, it look, it there there is something to this where guess what? These people did not know what this disease was. Right. A few months ago. So, okay, they've gone into hyperdrive at warp speed to study it. Mm. But I can't see how a rational person is trusting this idea that this, I mean, and, and stem cells, you brought that up. I, I would take full-on injections of stem cells, no problem. Right, Because I too. think that works. Right. But listen, I covered nanoparticles on my show 20 years ago, uh, especially with Carl Schwartz, who's no longer in my archives because... I can't keep 10,000 shows on my server. Yeah, I'm uh, starting to have problems there myself. <laughs> right. I mean, I go in you know, every couple of months and I have to drop my new shows just to make room. Uh, and when he talked about nanoparticles, you know, it, there was a good side to it, but there was a way more bad side to it. Now, let's talk about the nanoparticles that are in the chemtrails they spray over us every day. All of a sudden here, where I'm living in Arizona, the past three days we have been inundated with chemtrails. Oh, and make no mistake about it, whether known or unknown, there's going to be, guess what, interactions between nanoparticles. Exactly. So you've got nanos here, aluminum in the sky there, you've got harp, you've got, you put all this stuff together. Uh, people eating a bad diet now that people are starving, they can only eat cheap food, which is not healthy for them. 
Uh, and, you know, this is an experiment, and I certainly don't want to be part of an experiment. Right. But, you know, a lot of people, because they've created so much fear, I mean, all you got to do is put the TV news on. It's all COVID 100% of the time. Uh, and it's fear, 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 fear. So they'll take anything to make sure they don't get this deadly disease without see, even questioning it. And that is part of the it. sadness within me, Maria, is that I see people like, you know, uh, in fear. Mm-hmm. And they are in fear and saying, oh, well, when, when we get the vaccine, waiting on savior vaccine. Well, I saw an article today. Some experts said that everything will be back to normal by May of 21 because of the vaccine. Ugh. It just, it, it makes my head hurt. I, I just, I can't see how it's like, yeah, now with less constraints on big pharma, because uh, they're going to come out with, you know, less of a problem. They only had to be 50% effective, and who knows what their studies really show right. if and you look at the data sets. But, I mean, emergency authorization, not only that, but the military is going to assist them in distributing this, and nobody's going, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> well, you know, the catch line that really got me, they say it's perfectly safe for people over 65. Now, they've been Ugh. trying to get rid of my generation for a long time, okay? They think we're feeders on the system because of Social Security, Medicare, and also because of our knowledge of government and civils. Uh, uh, what the hell are they called, that class in school? That you civics. Took? Civics, there you go. No, I got you. And you know what the thing about that, where I have to agree with you is, that not only have they uh, made sure to, to kill off a lot of your generation, but they've also hobbled your generation, quite frankly. I know you're not exactly total uh, victim of this, but quite frankly, if you look at the amount of people that have had cognitive dysfunction in their later years, mm-hmm. it is exponentially larger than it ever was when I was a kid. Uh, and that's just, you know, again, the course of 40 years. You see this generation of elderly or older or senior citizens, whatever you want to call them, are so much more damaged than they were when I was a kid. There were, you know, people that, yeah, physically, they, they might have been unable to move around so much, but their brains were just fine. Right. They could tell you extensively how to do things. They could tell you stories in detail. They could relate to you a bit of your own history from their perspective. Mm. Today, you know, it's it's almost Thanksgiving, right? And I know it's not your favorite holiday necessarily, but uh, and it's not really a holiday for me, but I got to tell you, one of the things I do, uh, not just on Thanksgiving, but especially on Thanksgiving because people are attached to it mentally, is I make sure that there's a handful of guys that if I've got something to share with, they get something. All right. And we're, we're, we're going to feed some people around my house. Two of them are, are, are brothers, veterans. Both of them uh, are wounded in, in Vietnam. They are still alive, still kicking. But I tell you now, uh, wounds or not, they if they were uh, of the previous generation, they would be in better shape in a cognitive sense. Be, their mm-hmm. brains, right. their minds would be more intact if they were old guys that I knew 20 years ago. Right. Um, and, and look, I give them love. I don't give them judgment. Okay. Uh, you know what? The, the old guy in the wheelchair wants to drink a beer. You know what? If I've got an extra couple of dollars, I'll buy him a beer. I don't give a damn. I know it's not good for him and whatever else, but that man has earned a right to sit there and have a beer. Right. Okay. 
And and his brother, whatever his problems are, wounded even worse, but he's still able to walk around. Um, you know what? Again, this man needs you know a little something. We we do share our food with him when we have something to share. Uh, and that's just two of them. There's a couple more. But those guys, really, I gotta take care of them because yeah, but you the know government's what? not taking care of, of them. Course Their not. churches aren't. I'm just saying. Well, you saw Trump is suing the uh, woman, one of the electors in uh, Nevada, who happens to be a homeless veteran. Yeah. So I mean, you know, the scum of the earth is is what we have as leaders. Uh, and, and I know your point is that a lot of older people now, you know, the dementia is, is all, over the, all over the place. Uh, but I also recall uh, shows I've done with really good doctors who said that dementia is often mistaken and that it's really mad cow disease. It's well, the same symptoms, yeah. does the same destruction to your brain. And I think, I, I forget his name. But he said, it could, you could end up with it from a bad hamburger you ate 20 years ago. Well, that's just one of the many things right. that are destroying people's brains. And you only find out about it post-mortem if somebody decides to dissect the brain Right. Which, in a lot of cases. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you and I talked about uh, the aluminum concent concentration that, that was observed by forensic pathologists that I consulted with that were telling me this is something new some years ago. And uh, I said, well, I don't know what to make of it. And they just said, it's aluminum. Well, what are they you spraying know? every day? Aluminum. Yeah, you know, aluminum is the is biggest it that part. That generation ended up with way more aluminum, they were telling me. They didn't. They never saw mm -hmm. this, unless it was somebody who worked in an aluminum factory, maybe. Right. Well, you now, you, also, you, know, you can't just say the old people. What about young people and the rising uh, statistics on autism? Uh, and our little yes. children little kids i'm talking toddlers that they have on you know serious psychotropic drugs let yeah. alone you know the what is it 90 vaccines before they graduate high school well, there's that uh so you know you got to look at you know is the cure if it is a cure worse than the disease well or the treatment because you bring up those kids another thing that they do typically is give them the pharmaceutical equivalent of methamphetamine right I mean, I'm not kidding, by the way. Take a look at the pharmaceutical components of some of the medications they give to, uh, quote, autistic, end quote, children. Mm -hmm. And then look at the actual chemical components of crystal meth. Okay? Seriously, they are very similar. All right? Just one's in a pill form and has a few other different activators, and that's about it. It's the same thing. Right. It's like how codeine is related to uh, Percocet. Okay? It is that, that similar. Uh, it, and, and, you know, forget about the opioids. I mean, that's not killing anybody anymore, is it, Maria? Of course right. it is. Well, let's not leave out the wonderful uh, makers of the opioids, you know, people like the Sackler family. Or, you know, the Mercer family, another demonic family who is uh, bankrolling this new uh, Trump-et kind of social media called Parla. Yep. I was just going to go to that. You, you hit the nail on the head again. I mean, the Purdue consortium don't forget them too but the mercers funding this oh we have a new place where you won't be uh censored patriots and turns out it's controlled by one of his cronies right and of course it's just another shakedown because that's what we've been experiencing for four years is one particular segment of the elites has uh, gotten the chance to really uh, empty our pockets 
and turn us upside down for a while. That's the truth. So now, now we have the other set of elites bringing back in their, you know, calm face man, <laughs> okay, the, the, the cooler in the grand club uh, to come out and tell you, look, everything's all right, we're going back to normal. But truth is, there is no normal. Uh, we, we have not gotten back to anything except, well, maybe, just maybe, we'll have a news cycle that's not dominated by one particular orange orangutan all the time. I look forward to that. I look forward to hopefully not seeing his face, but I don't think that he can be out of the limelight for long. Although this is the most crushing uh, of all his losing blows that he could possibly have experienced in his life. Oh, yeah. Think about how he felt the night he lost and people spontaneously around the world came out in the streets and started dancing and celebrating. Oh, I, I love that. I will always point out, I think, for the rest of my life, Maria, that in order to get church bells ringing in Paris, you usually have to end a world war, for God's sake. Right. Uh, and, and they were ringing them and dancing in the streets in America, in other countries, because ding dong, the witch is dead. What can I tell you? <laughs> no, I mean, he was the worst. I will say there could never be. I, I don't. I hate to say that. We'll, we'll just say there never was uh, a president worse than him in my yeah, lifetime. Look, don't, 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 don't curse us with the idea. Hey, can, universe, can you do worse? But you know what? If laws, if laws don't get changed, we can very easily end up with another dictator like Trump. Well, you know, a good thing for us that he was incompetent enough that he couldn't actually implement the things he wanted to implement because he didn't know how. How about he wanted to bomb Iran on his way out? Oh, bomb Iran. Listen, stay tuned. There's still almost two months left, I think, right? Exactly. I mean, he's capable of anything. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe we should all be glad that he's just golfing. Mm-hmm. No, I, I am. I, I'm not looking forward to him being the prominent uh, outside agitator and, and uh, one of the new mouthpieces for the uh, alleged GOP. Uh, I'm not looking forward to any of that, but I am looking forward to at least he's not in power. Right, but you know one thing about him. He can't keep a secret. So will he sell our national security? Will he slip it out at a meeting or a dinner at Mar-a-Lago? Uh, how do we know that he can stay under control uh, when it comes to national security. Well, see, that's the funny thing. When you used to see him take his gangster stance, right, his wannabe gangster stance, right. and he started talking with his hands like an Italian, I used to laugh because, you know, first of all, it's a bad impression. But secondly, uh, one thing that you know about Italian businessmen is that the majority of them learn very early in life to keep your mouth shut. Right. This guy... <laughs> And even even if you're not an Italian businessman, but you happen to know Italian businessmen, you know what you do? You keep your mouth shut. Um, this guy can't. No, And can't. so that's kind of a benefit for all of us, isn't it? Really? So how they're going to silence him is the question. So that'll be interesting to watch. And now uh, he's asking some members of the Secret Service who wants to move to Florida to protect him in Florida. Uh I don't. Well, presidents are entitled to Secret Service, uh, you know, protection. You think he's not going to take a freebie on that for his security? Because you know he needs it. Oh yeah. Well, do you think that they do the same for his extended family? Well, to a certain extent, they will. Oh, uh, Melania, to my knowledge, Melania and his kids might indeed uh, have the option 
to have some level of Secret Service protection for the rest of their lives. And we got to pay, and we keep paying for the same grifters over and over again. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Chuck, it's been quite an interesting hour with you, as usual. Well, you know, it, it wasn't quite as fiery as normal, but, you know, we covered a lot of ground, so I feel good. I hope that uh, no matter who's listening, where you are, when you are, that, uh, you know, that you are well and you're feeling some of the relaxation that I feel beginning right. to come into my system. Starting to sleep, <laughs> starting to sleep through the night. Thanks to Sleepy I, Joe. I guess that's what? what he meant. I got a couple of nights sleep. sleep. I really did. <laughs> let's, hope we, let's hope we're going to have more good night's sleeps. Right. All right, Chuck. I'll talk with you again soon. Thanks again. Thanks, Mom. Bye. Chuck Ocelli. Check his work out at Ocelli.com. And from what you heard on the show today, you take what resonates to you. You do what you want to do with your body. Uh, but we just give you the information. And that's, uh, that's what I'm here to do. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next time when I'm back with news of Planet of the Apes. Thank you for listening and supporting The Maria Show. Tell others what you learned today. Knowledge becomes wisdom only when it's shared. Encourage others to subscribe today. www.maria.net Often imitated, never duplicated. A world of information all in one place. www.maria.net Always ahead of the curve. Always on your side. Get active or get radioactive. Subscribe today.